Get on the eights, episode 24. We're talking season two, episode two in the line of duty. We are getting the gate for the love of all things Stargates. Welcome one, welcome all. My name is Mitch. With me, the full Get in the Gate team, Maddie Gibson. That's going to be a new phrase for me. For the love of all things Stargate. For crying out loud. For crying out loud. Yeah. For the love of... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Indeed. Hi, I'm Matt. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he does that a lot. Brendan. Hey. Hey. And that's Reese. how it's done. Yeah. Short and sweet. Come try out. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, if you are joining us for the first time, we are doing this for Reese. Reese is new to Stargate. The rest of us in the room, long term Stargate lovers. And we finally convinced Reese to start watching the show. And we said, hey, let's mm. just uh, get together. We can actually talk about it. We can talk about us three, about why we love it. We're going to relive it. And uh, Reese, we're going to find out with fresh eyes what the show's like 20 years on. One so. of us. Pre- one of us. <laughs> Pre- one of us. Previously, I really didn't care much for Stargate, and then you guys started making in-jokes about it, and I'm like, well, mm. I don't necessarily want to watch Stargate, but I want to know what you're joking about. <laughs> I want to know what's so funny, so here we so are. This is basically going to be one like eight-year FOMO case. For Reese, <laughs> <laughs> that is totally correct. <laughs> oh, this is going to take us I didn't get that years. reference. What does that mean? It's going to take us... Fear of missing Fear out. Of missing, yeah. Oh. yeah. Wow. We'll teach you about social yeah. media. Jesus. Okay, so, so we're going to teach Reese about Stargate. We're going to teach Brendan <laughs> Dude, about... I'm a 30-year-old male we're who's gonna... married and with two children. I, I just Facebook Mate, occasionally. FOMO was over like two years ago. <laughs> Some dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Drake said YOLO and then I'm like... Fuck that, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh. I work in IT, acronyms in my life, yeah. but when they come into mainstream, yeah. nah. No way. Ram is there forever, guys. It was, the, right. it was the pound sign long before it was a hashtag. That's right. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was just hash. Yeah. Star 10 hash. Remember those days? Now, now it's weed. Hash. Now people are going, oh yeah, and the hash key, and they're like, what is that? I was going to say how ripped off huh? we are that we had Star 10 hash, but in America they get Star 69. Yeah. I mean, come nah. on. Yeah, you're yeah. sort of in on the joke from such a young age, aren't you? you know? yeah, yeah, but then now they've got Trump, so it all evens out. A very good day to our American listeners. <laughs> and what, what thanks for writing um, in. Secretary of Staff, whatever it is, the media guy. Oh, Sean Spicer. He's an idiot. Oh, T. Leone, Secretary of State. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's the gift that keeps on giving. God. He's fantastic. What's in a SNL did a great bit on that. Melissa McCarthy, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. She's done that a couple of times. She was then. great. Well, was you are behind the times. That was like a month ago, dude. <laughs> no, there was a new one. There was a new one where he said something about Hitler didn't even use chemical oh, weapons. Jesus. And we're like, oh, have you heard of mustard gas? That's right, yeah. <laughs> have you heard of gassing of the Jews? And, you really, and that's what you want. When you want to back up your argument, you want to use Hitler as, yeah. as a subject, <laughs> don't you? I mean, this guy's worse than Hitler. No. Well, that must have been, what, a couple of weeks ago? Because I know just over a week ago, he was apologizing for making the gaff they called it on uh, on whatever I was watching uh, on Twitter, this, this clip. And then he sort of tried to get around it by talking about Syria and Donald Trump's actions. And yes, we are talking about Stargate, and we'll get back to it in just a second, but uh, talking about Syria, the Syrian action taken. And he actually said he didn't want that to distract from Trump's attempts to, quote, destabilize the region, talking about Syria. Not stabilize the region, because that's what you want to do in some place. It's pretty messed up at the moment. You want to bring peace to it. To actually destabilize. This is the guy that's essentially the voice of the president to the people on an hourly basis. No, no. Well, why would he? He doesn't know that he's wrong. Well, if you have someone that... (laughs) 
tell him. Or maybe he's not wrong. I don't yeah. know. Well, don't tell him the truth, and then he won't accidentally yeah. say it. I mean, there's, there's, there's playing dumb, and then there's Spicer. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hope that the uh, Stargate version of Spicer Kinsey comes back into a little bit later, and maybe no, no, we can no, think of some no, more. No. Um... Kinsey is Trump. Right. Spicer is um, Samuels. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the uh, DVD case. Let's find out what this episode is about in the line of duty. On a daring mission to rescue victims of an interplanetary attack, Carter's body is inhabited by a gold. I say that differently every time. And now that Carter has brought the demon back to Earth inside her, Walter must find a way to destroy it without <laughs> destroying Carter. All right, I want to kick us off with this one because what I loved about this, just such a great opening, like it... it, it Fades in from black, mm. beach, looks nice, boom, explosion, people running, people screaming, you're immediately there going, oh, shit. Oh, it's like the first 15 minutes of um, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it was, yeah, this show's version of that, I there's battle scenes. I mean, not, obviously. You know, Carter's not, not getting her arm blown off, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Less Tom um, Hanks. Oh, you know, mate, they're running if, around. Then, um, Saving Private Ryan didn't have gliders flying past, I mean, that's got yeah. to beat right there. <laughs> they had it easy. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, there's gliders, there's two gl- people two getting gliders. blown away, there's obviously an alien community, there's SG-1 trying to save them. Stunt guys on air ramps being shot into the air. <laughs> Sparks off sand, who knows how that works, but it did. Carter then trying to uh, help She's a trying person to make on the out. ground. Taken over by a symbiote, no warning, <laughs> bang, it's happened, her eyes glow, she's back in the base, all before the credits roll. Like, what an opening to this show. And what it went on to become, obviously, a symbiote coming back to SGC without their knowledge, exactly the same as Episode season two one of started, season right? One. Yeah. You know, it was it was SG-1 against Apophis in both episode ones of, the, of their respective seasons. Episode two, there is a mole, a ghouled mole. Yeah. One within. of our team secretly gets what, implanted, infested in... Yeah, I could just imagine the... Like the meeting of the writers, like, okay, how do we speak re- which How do we re- <laughs> 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 Okay, Elephant in the Room <laughs> Directed by the amazing Martin so- Wood, written by the tolerable Martin C. Cooper. <laughs> uh, Robert C. Cooper. So when um, the writers got together, I can just imagine him saying um, all right, so nothing of the host survives. How do we retcon that? Yeah. Well, we just do the exact same thing with the different outcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We, make we it, name it something different. We make, yeah. it a, <laughs> we make a, a whole episode out of it. A nice Gua'uld, um, and then and, and it's fine. Who's really yeah. a dick. But mm. just, yeah. They're all dicks. Yeah. Well, and this is, this is interesting too. This is actually the first time we see someone infested with a Gua'uld. Because, te- I mean, the Tok'ra are... Yeah, they're ghouled. Genetically, they're still a they're still a ghoul. Yeah, yeah, so that Goa or the Tokra mm. was getting hunted by the Ashrak. By the Ashrak. Ashrak, which yeah. is a Goa. Yeah, so I think Ghoul a hunter, Ghoul yeah. assassin. They're all the same right, thing. Okay. So I think yeah. I think I think the best way to describe it would be that the Tokra are like the Rebel Alliance, and the Goa world are like the Empire. Ah, uh, right. Mm-hmm. So you know, okay. the the Tokra are trying to you know do do shady stuff. Yeah. One was in this old man on the planet. He <laughs> was he was dead, stuck into Carter. So the Ashrak didn't care about Carter. He was just hunting the Tokra inside her. Yeah, okay. And then obviously at the end, the and Tok'ra... And to kill her would kill the Tokra. Yeah, because the Gua'uld are still trying to get on board this whole, you know, nothing of the host survives, trying to intimidate, you know, all their, yeah, all their slaves okay. and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, the so they can't, you know, lives. kill a Gua'uld and then let the host survive because their mandate is nothing of, of the course, host survives. Yeah. So if it got out to the general public that someone was once host to a, Gua'uld, a Tok'ra, and, yeah. you know, then... It'd undermine what what the girls are trying to yeah, do okay. with, their, with their oppression. 
Rule, but, ruled by fear. Yeah, and obviously this is the first, well, one of the first chinks in the armor for the Gua world, showing that, well, something of the host does survive. It's a choice by the actual serpent, the, mm. the, the snake, because we, I guess we've got to assume that genetically they're the same as Gua world. It's just a philosophical difference. Yeah. And this is also the first time we see someone inhabited by a Gua world not talking with the flanged voice. Because if you think about it, the yeah, entire episode, yeah. Carter has the gould inside her, but she's talking with a normal voice. So it's so, a choice. Apart by from g- at the gate when she's like, I command yeah, you. Yeah, when she's really trying to be, yeah. you know, intimidating. Yeah. But I feel like it's the goo I will do that as a, as a choice to talk in that flanged voice, to mm. be, to seem godly because they can talk in this non-human yeah. voice to make the their slaves, trick so, them into thinking that they're, they're this, actually gods. This has just got me thinking. So the... So these Tokra, they're—I mean, they're essentially they're born the same way as the evil Gould. Yep. Yeah. And grow up, and so in Bloodlines, when Jackson shot up that big fish tank of worms, yeah, or snakes, or whatever you want to call them, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So essentially, some of Baby them shrimp. could have grown up to be part of the rebellion. At at this point, yes. Mm. Later on in the series, we kind of find out. No, not really, because Gua would actually have genetic memory. So if, like, say, for example, if humans had genetic... Same lineage. Yeah, if humans had genetic memory, it would mean you'd be born with all the knowledge of your parents. And ancestors. So, right, yeah, okay. so Gua would are born... When they're born, they have all the knowledge of their parents. So it's like, right, not to get right. back onto Hitler, but it's like if Hitler had a baby and that baby had all the knowledge of Hitler and then the grandson had the knowledge of both of those Hitlers. So that's why the Gua would are crazy and megalomaniac. Yeah, okay. The Plus to- also the the um, sarcophagus. Sarcophagus, yeah, which we actually find out in a couple of episodes, yeah. don't we? Yeah, but the Tokra kind of have this philosophical difference to the to the, where they choose that, like they choose not to be gods and choose not to take slaves, and they actually they actually want to defeat the ghoul. They'd actually be a, an awesome ally to us. Yeah, yeah well, the Tokra to- like directly translate against Ra. That's how Daniel. That's what I loved about Daniel. How. They meant uh, Tilks mentions the Tokra and Daniel kind of turns around and mm. goes the Resistance. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, you know that. And to Tilk, it's like <laughs> it's almost like they're a myth. To Tilk, yeah. it's like you know because obviously he's been impressed by the Gould his entire life. Yeah. So I feel like only the the top ranking Gould would even know about the Tokra yeah, because yeah. they act in such secrecy. So it's like again, if the general population or the Jafar find out about the Tokra, it undermines you know because they're gods. They're all knowing. They couldn't have people to defy them. Yeah. So of it's it you know it's it's made sense that that Teal'c would kind of even though Teal'c was kind of a resistance fighter within the Jafar. At least almost, they exist. Um, <laughs> he it makes sense that Teal'c wouldn't necessarily know about the Tok'ra or just think that they're they're a myth or a, something that just doesn't exist anymore. Such a like, forgive this term sounds ridiculous from the outset, but a such a stargatey episode when you know you're mm. talking about Tok'ra and then like you know oh it means against Ra and then. You know the the Tokra's name Jolinor of Mokshor, and then Ashrak. Such like, a noble sounding Jolinor yeah, just, of Mokshor. We start to play around with their language a bit more, and, and <clears throat> with terms that we understand. Like off air, you, Maddie, and, and Brendan will be talking about things you know from season four, season ten, or whatever, and you'll be saying the Gould word for it, and you guys will know exactly what you're talking about. Me, mm. I haven't watched this show for so many years; I've forgotten a lot of stuff, but. You you know this information because you're so in depth into the world. And that's why I love this episode. Like it's such a simple story in a way, but there's just so much world building and universe building sort of stuff. Like there's this mm. history. Like mm. until now, 
it's the Gould, they're bad. Now it's like, yeah. well, the Gould are actually split into two different belief systems and it's good v. evil yeah. and then it's different like factions of them. It's and- like they've corrected the mistakes they made with Enemy Within in that that was just a, a glowy-eyed, moustache-twirling Gould taking mm. over Kowalski. Now we get all this interesting, you know... Resistance and the Gould aren't all yeah. they they yeah. make themselves out to be. That's and, the beauty like of said, the series con- continuation is that yeah. you mm. can get into these and it's, and it's political hierarchies. And mm. it's not like some of these newer shows that just hang an entire season on one little secret yeah. unknown piece of information right at the end. Yeah, it's like this is organically building, and it's like yeah. obviously the more SG one goes out there and these different planets the more aliens they're going to encounter and get exposed to all these Plus the good thing is, if they run out of ideas, they can go, oh, well, we left a loose thread over here. Let's fill that as an episode. And Mm. it's not like every episode this season revolves around Joel and Arv Malkshaw. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but doesn't Carter talk about it? Oh, Oh, for the next, like, it's basically her storyline for the next three friggin' seasons. (laughs) (laughs) When Joel and I was in me, it's like the best root of our life because you just can't stop talking about it. Yeah. Oh, someone get her a daughter to look after. (laughs) Someone get her another symbiote, for Christ's sake. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, the good thing is that, is it, I find this is the thread that starts, and as annoying as it does get Carter talking about Joel and I a lot for the next few seasons, it does give us a cool Martouf storyline. And again, I'm using words that Reese will have no idea what they mean. But the more important thing, I think, is if it's it weren't... infection that she gets. I was going <laughs> to say, that's what happens. That's a toothache, isn't if it? it weren't oh, for, tooth. If it weren't for this, <laughs> this pretty much... Rel- <laughs> just moving straight past it. Just keep going. Just keep Good one, going. Dad. I've watched, watched this show for like 15 years and never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, if, if we didn't have this episode, like this is the thread that leads to the brilliant storyline of Selmac. I feel like mm. this is we wouldn't get the Selmac storyline without the oh, Joel yeah. and our storyline because yeah. the the Martouf storyline kind of doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, but the Selmac storyline I think is a great he's one. Dead. No, that's just a lot. <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't cut out Reese's brain, <laughs> dickhead. Can he? Uh, know, let's let's he be honest. Know who Selmac I, is. I, I was literally looking at you and not listening to what you were saying. Leaving, yeah. <laughs> I was leaving it ambiguous that, that Selmac a... <laughs> could have been a planet or a disease or something. I didn't he even is. say that Selmac was a and, person. Um, that was just a nice quote from The Sopranos. I had to say it. Yeah. Oh no, Matrix. I, I, the Matrix is the same dude. Yeah. Um. What's his face? How can Joe you be the one if he's dead? <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Matrix. Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. Beautiful. Sure. I know oh. that guy. Yeah. Sure. The Captain in Bad Boys, man. Just classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah, Short that, little angry man. Because that's the one guy you remember from yeah, Bad Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mate, he's, uh, you know. You too. In a movie with Will Smith and Tay Leone, it's like, yeah, that's who I'm going to remember. Oh, Will Smith and Tay Leone. Yeah, it's actually Matt Lawrence, sorry. (laughs) The other black guy. Jesus, man. (laughs) I I, I throw (laughs) it back to you, yeah. Yeah, Tay Leone's the one you remember from Bad Boys. Will Smith. (laughs) Will Smith. (laughs) Tay Leone. Incorrect. Matt Lawrence. The Kevin Hart of the 90s. Incorrect. (laughs) Yep. Sorry. You're wrong. Again, like politics, you're wrong. (laughs) You, Reese, though, as, as the new viewer, you're watching the second episode of a season... And from the outset, from the first five minutes, it seems like it's going to be a direct, like, a remake of, yeah. of second episode of last season. At what point did you realize that it wasn't... Did you think it was almost too bad to be true, that they yeah. were going to completely walk over their own footsteps again? At, or did you... At first, when... Yeah, when she got um, the ambiote in her and then... 
Symbiote. Symbiote. <laughs> I, always, I always stuff that up. Um, yeah, I'm just like, and then went back through the gate and didn't get found out. I'm just like, oh my God, this is Kowalski all over again. Yeah. But then, yeah, the, then as as the episode went on, I'm like, oh, it's the same, but better. <laughs> well, it's like, well, it gets to a certain point though, because it's like, oh, we're just doing Enemy Within again. Oh, it's Enemy Within plus Cassandra. Oh, this could possibly be the worst episode. Ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but so then somehow say, they managed to dig their yeah. way out of it. Yeah. I, I made a note about Cassandra. I said, while a not so great reminder of Singularity, which was not a great episode of season one, I think it was definitely in our bottom seven when we ranked mm. all the episodes a couple of weeks ago. For me, it was one of the first like carryover story beats, at least for, as far mm. as characters go. And I did like that. Like she wasn't yeah, a was big okay. part of the episode. I completely yeah. forgot she, she was, was in this episode until yeah. it's like we saw her, and I was like, "Oh no, not her!" Again. But you know, what? <laughs> but it was just that she was in there. It was Why like, did she oh, yeah. die last season? Uh, <laughs> but it was just that she, she was there. Just left her down there, even if she didn't explode. <laughs> <laughs> Starved to death. They go back down there to throw another bomb there in seven seasons. They're like, what is that? Oh my! Oh my god! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. oh my god! <laughs> oh, whoops! I thought die. you got. I thought you got it. Okay, just back up. <laughs> it's yeah. not like like Carter literally has nothing to do with her. Yeah, yeah. she's like, oh, man, uh, Cassandra's been asking you about your hand. She's like, huh? Oh, I've been oh, busy. Yeah, that that thing. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't she done last? Remember season? how I adopted her? No, you didn't. You gave it to me exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got. You said you're gonna pitch in. You haven't even been around and for six months. I've been playing child Cass- support. How is Cassandra not more badass when her adoptive mother does that? kick-ass entry on the gurney doing the, de- the depression oh, and yeah. then like wheeling it in like it's ER or something CPR. and I'm just like that is like one of the most badass things Janet Fraser has ever done awesome. just chewing out the scenery just in charge of everything I can only assume that Carter didn't know what happened to her when she got implanted because she came back and I knew it was like are you alright I think in her as a ca- her character she would say I think I got a ghoul in me if it hadn't already taken over because no it- I got the impression that as soon as her eyes glowed, Carter was gone. But yeah. she had this weird, strange, confused look on her head in her face. Like, what's going on? I think on? that was the, the symbiote kind of going, oh, where am I? What am I doing? Right. Yeah, like playing the role of Carter. Yeah. Right. I think it would have taken time for the symbiote to access Carter's memories, to learn mm. who she was, what was going on. Because he was just, you know, um, as Joel and I in the old man, he was part of that little tribe that was being attacked. So I think yeah. it must have just been a very yeah. jarring... And I don't you know go if from this... an ugly old man to a hot chick. <laughs> yeah. Score. <laughs> and obviously what we learn later on about the Tok'ra is they're all about taking a host with consent. Yeah. Why didn't Tilk <laughs> detect the symbiote? Because later we... The traces of Nakoda and Cassandra's blood made her detect that the Tok'ra was in Carter. Mm. Obviously they retcon this later because Tilk's symbiote does a little tickle in his belly when he senses a, he senses a Gwa'uld, basically. Cooper. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm, I'm Let's put it down to that. What? Well, the reason Cassandra was in the episode was because yeah. she detected yeah. the yeah. Tokra in Carter. Yeah. Well, why didn't Tilk detect that well, as Til- well? Tilk doesn't have Nacra in his blood. Yeah, but he can detect Goa'uld. Do you know that? Can he? Yeah. At this point? No, well, no that's what I'm saying. Heard... He can't at this point, but he does in the future. Yeah, well, again, it's well, one of those things. That's not this the future, ep- can we? But if that's the case, oh, that's okay, not this episode's it. fault. That's... Later on, like they yeah. probably shouldn't have introduced uh, that later. No, it's Cooper's fault. <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm oh, trying I'm, to make. I'm happy to rubber stamp that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, based on based on that logic, though, yeah. you should be saying, well, then why can't why can't Tilk use a ribbon device or a um or a hand hand device or any like a healing? Oh, device? he's not a 
he can't use any of that. You need that He's because you've got knacker in your blood. So I feel like it's probably the other episode's fault that Teal probably shouldn't be able to sense Glowwolf. Yep. He probably wrote that too. <laughs> yeah, if it comes to him Find writing out. it and he didn't yeah. research his own I'm episode. Yeah. Note here. Yeah, yeah, please do. Put it in the official notes for the episode and uh, we'll come back to it. Are you talking about the elephant? The other elephant in the room? Where they try to take out Carter. So they're, they're in the gate room and Carter's... Jack shoots her, and then they look at Fraser because she didn't go down. She goes, that was enough to kill an elephant. I'm like, why? (laughs) Based on the word (laughs) of an alien child, probably suffering from PTSD, (laughs) why would you give Carter a lethal dose? Potentially lethal no, dose. Yeah. It wasn't enough to kill an elephant. That there was enough to take down an elephant. Yeah. Surely that's so enough to kill, kill a human. A human. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, human. But... <laughs> an elephant's like t- at least ten humans. But they they experimented on Kowalski's gold. So they... But they didn't know Not for well sure enough. That, that's why like they they're took going down off that... the word of her. She detected. Oh, really? You psycho child who's probably. <laughs> You could have you, you suffering from PTSD, and you created the genocide in your own planet for all we know. Yeah. like who who hates Carter because she hasn't come to see her enough, so she's like, I don't care. Alien, <laughs> evil alien. Yeah. Hadn't Carter done some stu- sus stuff by that point? No, she hadn't. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, fuck you, Robert Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough to kill a small village. <laughs> Shooter. <laughs> the, the, the problem I had with Robert C. Cooper's writing this episode <laughs> was... Yeah, we're all on board. The, ash, yeah. the Ashrak is like in a full body cast in hospital. Yeah. Why didn't he just pull a Jolinar and jump into the doctor and then mm. take the doctor's body off rather than stay in his own body wrap the doctor up in the bandages and put him on the bed only for them to discover later on that that was the doctor like if he if he'd left the yeah. his original yeah. body she do it, that a lot and it and More. it died yeah. well then they would have gone oh, okay well that poor man from the old planet just died from his injuries mm. and the ashrak is now in the doctor yeah. unknown to anybody yeah yes he does have to and vomit then up Jackson his, wouldn't have seen he does it. vomit up his little device or whatever you know his little weapon but mm. i just feel like why wouldn't you just jump in the doctor and then yeah because surely that doctor's got clearance mm, to, yeah. you know, to, to be in the base and stuff oh, like that. So. It wasn't that. That's a sent. <laughs> Him just getting into the base, wasn't that just great? Who? The, the, the Ashrak. Oh. We've said it before in this oh, podcast yeah. about Dressed how <clears throat> bad the security is. Yeah. Now, it correct does me if I'm wrong. mind trick, though. Because I did watch this, you know, a couple of days ago. <laughs> I've done other things since. So that shot of. The Ashrak going up to the security guard. Was it in that in a long hallway? Yeah. yeah. That looked strikingly like Austin Powers creeping oh. past Christian Slater <laughs> in Austin God. Powers. I, wrote, I, I wanted to say, yeah. I wanted him to <laughs> no, say this... orange sherbets. Yeah. He even, it's even on the, he walked the same side of the desk to get yeah. around. Like, I want to, it's the same set. 90, not, they've made this yeah. in the same freaking year. <laughs> they might have used the same set. Oh my God. It's a wonder they didn't throw Slater in there as a bit of a cameo. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Holy crap. But yeah, they like, what have we spoken about this 10 times now? That their security is. Piss poor. Mm. And after last episode, a shite load of more people know about the Stargate now. Yeah. 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 You know, as if they're not telling people and they're just, you know, just creeping around. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? I heard that there's uh, some bang, punches someone. They're in the base. They're traveling to another planet. <laughs> yeah. With um with the aliens from the other planet that they brought to Earth to, to like heal, the markings on their face, do you guys reckon those were just decorative marks? Were they tattoos? Were they 
part of their skin? Like, I would what assume, do you reckon? Well, I think at the first bit, I thought it was part of their skin, but knowing that they're all human, I would say they're tattoos, tribal yeah. tattoos. Yeah, especially the way that I think they dressed, where they sort of where their village was sort of set up, it sort of seemed mm. like it was. Well, here's the problem I have: is didn't the Ashrak have tattoos at the start of the episode? But then once he gets up out of the hospital bed, he puts on an Earth uniform. And he's got nothing on his face. Well, he did heal himself. So if you're healing from a burn, that might have burnt off the... Eh, that's not a bad thought. Burnt off oh, the I guess, tattoo. yeah, I said tattoo. I was probably thinking more... Face. But yeah, you got to think it's it would be a more permanent thing than just like... Mm. A not that I'm trying to fill holes of Robert C. Cooper's writing <laughs> yeah. here. It's just we could be horror all day. <laughs> Daniel does... I mean, I mean, I agree. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Daniel does go talk to the to the wife of, you know, Jolinar's previous host. And she's still got all her markings. Yeah. yeah. And all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I just thought it was just one of those sort of... You yeah, know. it was definitely it's definitely permanent. I get, yeah, lazy, I guess if you burn, if your skin gets burned, it's gonna burn off a tattoo. Mm. I guess. I mean, I've never burnt off a tattoo. At least, uh, yeah. <laughs> you think that's what branding. laser tattoo removal is? Laser. <laughs> <laughs> now, the last couple of weeks we've been speaking a bit about world building. This one, the offsite hospital, where all this went down, where these people were yeah. sent from this other, like, is this the first offsite location we've seen that's in proper? cohorts with the SGC like everyone there are. do it's they the do you academy... think everyone there knows what's going on no, no. it's the academy hospital yeah, yeah. so okay. that, that's and it even says that the doctor says to the guard oh are these people going home like the asterisk says is, are these people going home and the, the security guard goes oh well, yeah you could say that yeah. he's not allowed to tell the so doctor yeah, yeah I feel like right, there is, okay. the military the knows hospital. about it and I mean yeah. as far as the doctor knows I guess they're just going to be they human. are human yeah, yeah. okay yeah. um mm. So I think, and it might even just have been a cordoned off section of the hospital or something like that, that only certain doctors were allowed into and, and mm. all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it is interesting though that Frasier has an office there and yeah. Like yeah. a huge Surely office. aren't you more important now than just working at some normal yeah. hospital? Like, yeah. you know, you're the number one doctor in the yeah. most secretive place in the world. And in it's the like world. getting down to level 28 of a, you know, secret military installations. Probably not quick. So I was like, if she's hanging out at that hospital and someone comes through the gate with like a leg that needs to be reattached, <laughs> yeah. she's not, you know, helicoptering in pretty quick or anything like that. It's going to take her a while to get there. Yeah. I mean, not taking a while to get through security, obviously. Just <laughs> physically getting down that far. Just, just waiting for the lift. The elevators. Just, just, yeah. The elevators. Just, just working really slowly. Ah, the lift's broken. have to take the stairs. <laughs> guys, guys, Stone guys. Joel and Art knows where Sharae is. Oh, yeah. does he slash she? I don't think... I don't know. I don't know. I was just trying to mess with Reese. I honestly don't remember. It's just what I've got written down here. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it because they actually used the... When he mentioned it, they used the the Sharae, if you can call it, the Sharae music. You know, there was was an old throwback to their theme, Mm. the Daniel Sharae. The love theme, if you want to call it that, yeah. Into the Gould music as well. I think I read somewhere that in one of like the the books that someone wrote, I don't know whether it's an official book or like it, whether it's part of canon or not. I don't mm. know whether Stargate has like canon books that are attached, but somewhere it does say that Joel and I did actually, in fact, know where Sharae was. Mm. It wasn't just a, a lie to get what a she random was gen- general knowledge to have in a book though. Was it about Jolin, the Jolinar Chronicles? Yeah, I think it was a story about Jolinar of Malkshore oh, and, and boring. previous places. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did, they did make <laughs> out Jolinar. They did make um, Jolinar out to be this like very, very big, important figure yeah, in the Tokra. So. I do. I have to feel for Reese on this one, Brendan, given that you given him quite a few quizzes over the um, over the first season on you know to see if mm-hmm. Reese has been paying attention. Um, <clears throat> one of the things you threw at him um, quite a, cu- a couple of times was asking him questions about system lords and yeah. he would always just give you dead behind the eyes, dead behind the eyes, blink, blink, blink. 
A bit of trivia I saw for this episode. This is, in fact, only the second time in the entire series so far that the term System Lord has actually been mentioned. And the first time it was How mentioned... Much? The second time. The first time was the hologram of Thor, just in the background talking about the... Yes. The girl, yeah. So I just I feel for Reese because it obviously makes sense that Reese would not have um mm. sort of Sharay Abydos Apophis and two SG one members in the original. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. What about <laughs> Reese? I will get to the way I was thinking, considering I have seen this episode before, but not for a long time. How did you think this was going to end? And whether or not you want to compare it to episode two, Enemy Within, from from last season, where obviously Evil Gould nothing more about it, tries to escape, and uh, it gets killed. Knowing that it was a Tok'ra, still doing dickish things, as Brennan said, but ultimately a good version of a Gould. How did you see this episode was going to end? Yeah, I guess watching it, I didn't really think about it. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's going to be obvious knowledge that Carter is going to survive. Um, So I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, I I didn't think about it throughout the throughout the episode too much because um, in a way it's almost a sequel to the enemy within it's like enemy through enemy within sets up that if yeah. you get a gold in yeah. you you're on done Earth, dead you're, that's d- it. you're done yeah but it's like so that's you know you see Carter's eyes light up you go she's done but then you're like she's in the credits <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and the question is literally how are they going to get out of this yeah because really, i mean it's, in it's the not end, will they get out of it it's how will they get out of it yeah, yeah. in the end when when you saw the two different brainwaves on the screen, I'm thinking, well, maybe the Toker is just going to lay low and let Carter live out her life. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And was, she'll, she'll have a junior inside the same way Teal does. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And just need, just call on her when, you know, she needs to do yeah. smart stuff. But um, I think the ending was, was pretty, I guess, noble, and which in turn tells you what the, the Toker is, uh, mm. very um, selfless group. That's what the impression gives gives me anyway. So yeah, the last scene had a weird vibe for me. Carter in the in the hospital bed. Mm. It was almost her the way she was playing it, the look on her face. To me, it almost had that vibe of like miscarriage, and I don't <sighs> I don't want to bring it down, but yeah. that's to me that's kind of the way Carter was playing it, and no one could console her about it. Yeah, it was such a personal connection that no one could possibly yeah. understand. Yeah, and, okay. and all Cassandra does is just sit on her bed and touch her arm, and she rolls over and she's fine again. No, and she's like, oh, I've got this other surrogate daughter. <laughs> I, I thought it was like more of a is... more of a breakup, and then personally, because okay. they're well, because they're on that level, but then. When she turns around, I had the same feeling that when Cassandra was came, that she was going to be okay, but she she wasn't mm. this time around. I saw. I'm I like, think because oh, I thought she hugged her or some shit, but she didn't do that. Carter yeah. did make the comment like she ba- basically sacrificed her life for mine, mm. which I think obviously is going to be an emotional thing. Like, okay, that person just died for me, or not person, but you know they just died for me, which is yeah, which is going to be yeah, emotional, and someone but, you would know. For lack of a better term, intimately in that yeah. their memories that she she basically knows in everything. Jolana knows it's you know it's it's the most intimate experience you yeah, can yeah. have, more intimate than what we can experience. So like, yeah, it definitely would be a a, a loss mm. of it'd be like losing your your partner or your best friend or your parent mm. or, or yeah part literally part of yourself dying. Yeah. So I get I get that, and I guess a sense of of guilt as well. Obviously, Carter's thinking. Obviously, you know, there's something bigger than me out there that are, that is trying to to kill the the Goa'uld or, or rise up against them, 
And I guess, yeah, the, the feeling of guilt that I'm responsible for killing this uh, this Tokra that, that could could have been, you know, a big player in the game. Yeah. It just, I don't know, I just maybe it was the way it was shot more than maybe the way that Amanda's mm. having played it, but that just the look on her face to me conveyed like this weakness and loss that I guess I've not seen from her before. So maybe that's yeah. what, to me, it kind of had that, maybe just the way it was shot because she was in a hospital bed. Maybe if she was just like, at home, morning at home on her own, I wouldn't have got that. But because she was in the hospital bed and curled up in the fetal position, that's where I got the weird miscarriage vibe mm. that just was really unsettling. Not in a bad way. It's like, that's what you want. You want things to feel uncomfortable and it, it should yeah. I guess was, we don't really... tone. We don't really see feminine Carter a lot. Mm. Which the only other time I can remember is when the Cassandra down in the hole. Down well, in the, that, the bunker. There's that great female empowerment episode from season one. What was it called again? Uh, I wiped it from my memory. I can't tell you. No, but you're yeah, right, though. I think that's point. almost the, not the theme of the episode, but uh, for lack of a better word, they're redoing things they have done before, but just doing it better. You know, like they've, <laughs> they've done the essentially story of the enemy within. They're, they're touching on the other side of Carter, like you said, mm. Reese, that we've never, well, what we rarely see if at all, um, they're just, they're doing it better. So while season two kicks off with you needing the backstory that season one has given you, it's almost not, not a retcon. That's too strong of a word, but relaunch. yeah, relaunch. They're relaunching the series, but Ooh. it's also a continuation. So yeah, yeah. it creates more questions rather than putting, you know, the first and first episode and the yeah. movie. You're together. launching off the Tokra storyline. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, yeah. it's always been, Black and white, ghouled evil, us good. Yeah. And now there's this murky greyness in the middle of this Tokra. Mm. Not for Jack, though. Yeah. Not yeah. for Jack. Nope. He hates all the snakes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's a cool little thread, too. Like, it's it's no spoiler to say to Reese, the Tokra, this isn't their first and only appearance, you know? Yeah. So, uh, it's. Well, no, it's, if, you, if you look forward, I think episode yeah. 12 is literally titled The Tokra. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not on this. One. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, to, to introduce Tokra, who, the, who then talks about you know the rebellion and and tilt etc mm. talking about i think that's that's pretty obvious yeah it's yeah. going to be and potentially a, a powerful ally like yeah. We, yeah the only allies we really have at the moment are the nox who we can't get in touch with they're not going to fight either who are now with the tolan the land of light from <laughs> brocker divide <laughs> yeah scratch them and and argos <laughs> those two are lower technology than us really no good to us except if we want you know, baskets of fruit. You know, the Toller themselves said, we're not going to go live with them. They're, We've got a party coming pathetic. up. Which one's Argos? Argos is Brief Candle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the so. people, uh, Kinthia. And oh, the, she was hot, though. And the, um, so we've got these two lower advanced human you know, planets and us mm. who are more than willing. They want to be our friends. They want to help well, these us These ones were called the Nishayan. Just like we want yeah. to be the Nox's friends. Yeah, so we've got these two people, these two races on one hand who are lower technology, technologically advanced and where who want to be our friends who are kind of no good to us. Then we've got the Nox and the Tolan who we want to be allies with yeah. who aren't willing to be allies with us because we're not advanced Yeah, enough. they yeah. see us in the same light as we see the Ants. Yeah. pizza cake chick. So, <laughs> so the Nox... Yeah, the, the land of the light, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. so we're the, not giving you guns. We're those guys. <laughs> so the Tok'ra are potentially an ally that, you know, could actually come in handy yeah. to us. They're definitely the most attainable allies or potential allies at this point because mm. really up until now I think the Jafar were the only other 
potential allies that we could get. That, I like the way that, you said potential there. Well, no, but no, but, no, but at the moment, because like you, you, no, but you got you got Tilk, and he's there going. I'm gonna. We've got Braytech, two Jafar that are in the fight against uh, against the uh, Gould, and Braytech says there are others, but there's like it, you don't mm. feel like it's many, and you know they're going. You get the feeling they're going to go and try and recruit more Jafar. But it's going to be a pretty fruitless campaign for well, a long while. It's dangerous. All it's, of you a talk sudden, to the wrong Jafar, and you expose yourself. Yeah. You don't believe in these gods, mm. and you get a staff blast. All place. of a sudden, it's like you're actually going to the problem itself, the Gould, but they're the good Gould. So, mm. yeah, it's just such a stargating it's episode. Like, it's support, of, such world building. I love it. Mm. I like that. I like that. How you say that? You kind of you don't. It's kind of how I like to make friends. I'll go, so what about uh, Jesus? And like, oh, he sucks. I'm like, good, we can be friends. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the line. <laughs> All right, that is uh, episode 24. <laughs> episode 24 of Get Into Gate. Season 2, Ep 2, In the Line of Duty. I think we're off to a good start here, boys. Uh, I know I was an okay fan of Enemy Within last year. You guys pretty much crossed the board otherwise. Yeah. Not not great. No, I like this. But I think this first good. we're two for two, I think, in uh, yeah, so yeah. far yeah. this season. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Already better. So episode three Prisoners. Um, doesn't go the way of emancipation. Oh. I'm pretty sure it won't. <laughs> oh, I hope there's a really strong female character in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who and, kills everyone? <laughs> and does she fight as badly as Carter did last uh, last year and, Mate, and not run because she's got her hands tied? That knife was awesome. <laughs> yeah, she held it reversing. I would. <laughs> I know I'm going to get shit for this, but I don't care. I'm the Kate Ritchie of this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would put. I would put. Shout out to our Nova family. Yeah. I would put Carter with her reverse held knife up against Stallone's Rambo, and she would kick his ass. Mm. Well, don't be ridiculous. My yeah. <laughs> Jesus! Like I was willing, I was willing to hear what you had to say. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh my god, you actually put your feet up on the Mike desk. Up, Car- <laughs> Carter couldn't beat Stallone of today. No, <laughs> when he's no. asleep. You're Can you get that knife out of my throat? Are you the boy? chick from the American flag in the nude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You keep tickling me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're my, you're my second favorite, uh, <laughs> Captain Powers. Uh, uh, feel my knife. <laughs> That's Travolta. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I could do Travolta. That's great. That's good, man. Don't try to do Travolta, because otherwise you won't be able to do Travolta. <laughs> All right, that's episode 24 of Get Into Gate. You can uh, find us on the socials if you want to uh, join in the chats. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, simply at GetIntoGate. Um, personally, myself, at Mitch underscore Lewis, Twitter, and Instagram. Maddie, where can we find you? I'm already gone. I'm not here. Okay, no, sure. Hi- high Pitch Maddie on Instagram. High Pitch oh. Maddie on Instagram. Brendan, where can we find you, mate? At the Doug Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> As a Brendan Gibson. Okay, suddenly, okay, so your Stallone sounds like Travolta. Your Travolta sounds like Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, this is Vin Diesel. Uh, that's his acting range. I am good. Wow. No, that and was actually that was good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was a good one. <laughs> what I want to do as a stitch up is just edit out all of our accent chat there. So when I ask you who you are, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm Joe <laughs> <laughs> For no reason oh, whatsoever. Would be a <laughs> Reese, where can we find you, buddy? I am at the Flying Gibson. And uh, if you want to check out any of our old uh, podcasts, if you are joining us for the first time, 
We're not always like this, but, uh, you know, it's a bit uh, of fun. I want to say more often than not. Yeah. Sure, so uh, this is our 24th episode. We are doing one episode per week for uh, Stargate as uh, we re-experience it along with Reese for the first time. You can go back, SoundCloud and iTunes, all of our podcasts available there. We will be back next Sunday, Stargate Sundays, hashtag that, episode three of season two, Prisoners. See you then, boys. Get into geek.com.